your absolute proudest moment in a triathlon? What would that be? Um, I think, hmm, I think crossing the finish line at Ironman Maryland in 2016. Yep. About a quarter of a mile to go to the finish line, and it was you know it was dark. It was about 10:30 at night, and I'm running down the road, and I remember yelling really loudly, "Look at me now!" Look at me now. And I was basically screaming at every person that ever kind of in my life, like made fun of me about being short or said I couldn't do something. Or We are the mud ducks. We swim, we bike, we run. We are triathlon junkies. We'll forget, forget. We're the mud ducks. We are the mud ducks. This is our podcast. All right, welcome to the Digital Ducks. I am Fish. I'm Dieter. And uh, of course, as always, you can uh, you can like us on the on the book of faces. That's true. Yep. Uh, you can. Uh, I think we got one of those Instagram accounts. What the kids like a lot. I believe it. I seen it. And uh, and what else do we have there? We've got oh Twitter. Twitter. And I, don't, I don't know how to find it, but I'm pretty sure we have it. No, nah, I've heard of it. And we, I think we're on the back of some box tops too. If you find them, <laughs> yeah, cut them out, send them in. Side of milk crates. Yeah. Post and, office walls. Right. But it's not about us today. It's not. I so, got news for you. It's about something big, bigger than us. Yeah, it's big. It's a, a, a gentleman that we met. God, I think uh, I, I, well, we 20... met him for the first time at uh, the, the Timberman when you and I did the first half half iron. Our first half iron. Yes. I I, well, uh, we saw him. I don't know that he saw us. Right. No, so. the, first time we, the first time we saw him was 2013. 2014, we finally worked up enough nerve to go introduce ourselves you know he's a celebrity. <laughs> he is. You he's know, well and he got the right. He's, he's got, got his. He's, he's got his bike rack with the pros. I mean, I know. We it, had to go. He's got look, his own hashtag. Look at you. Look at me. We're a couple morons. I am lucky. I grabbed. I grabbed the wrong bike in my first triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> your first fullness. Did you gave your bike to the wrong people? You gave it away to the sunscreen people. <laughs> the bullfrog guys were nice. <laughs> anyway, hashtag be the hammer. Welcome to the program, John, John Young. Young. Hey guys, thanks for having me. No, thank, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for being had. All right, <laughs> <laughs> which which will become increasingly clear as we press on. Um, okay, so, so you're fresh off the Boston Marathon. Congratulations! Absolutely, congratulations. Yeah, it was it was fresh. Probably isn't the proper word for how I feel right now, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> right. But. Uh, yeah, it was my my fifth time at that beast, and and to use the word beast, I think for the weather this year is is an understatement. But yeah, it's you're not kidding. Done and I finished. Yeah, no, we saw the pictures. I, we had a, we had a several people in our area here in Vermont who ran it, and I was talking to one of the ladies who ran it, and she said that the conditions got so bad at certain points in time. All the only thing you could do, the only recourse you had, was to laugh. <laughs> that is, I, I was. I was calling Mother Nature a lot of really bad words on Monday. <laughs> oh. Well, see, I got to believe. I, I got to get this out of the way. I thought of this on the way on the way in. I saw y- your post the other day. You PR'd. Is that correct? I, I PR'd for Boston. Yeah, okay. I, every year I've done it. This is my fifth time, and I've gotten faster every year. And I I have to honestly say that when I started Monday morning on the, on the road to, to Boylston Street, I really didn't think that that was going to be possible, but somehow I got my fastest Boston time on Monday. Well, wow. number number one, I think that's fantastic. Number two, I think taking the pressure off yourself, you figured, okay, look at the weather, whatever. There's two things that you probably didn't take into account that dawned on me. Number one, you're Canadian by birth. <laughs> number two, yep. you live in, in New England. This is your kind of weather. 
Okay. <laughs> you, uh, you, yeah, you're right. This Train, is I've in your blood. It all year long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably your whole life. I mean, growing up, did you guys have summer? Um, I think for about four days. Yeah. Okay. When <laughs> Luckily, if, if with any luck, it fell over a weekend. <laughs> right. And uh, listen, I still ca- I caught the a boot. You know, <laughs> a boot, a boot four days. Yeah. Boot. Right. So Sorry. that Sorry. was a, that's a huge advantage right there. I was like, he's got to be smiling because he's like, this is a sunny day for us. You need sunscreen. This was right up your alley. Yeah, this is it. This is it. So I, yeah, I, I I was I think I think what to wear was pretty much decided pretty quickly, and I wasn't you know a lot of my friends and fellow athletes were kind of like you know all all during the day on Sunday at the expo they were asking should I wear this jacket should I wear these long pants and I was like no I'm not wearing a jacket and I'm just gonna have shorts on and they were kind of looking at me strange but I thought it's it's not gonna be like freezing cold it's gonna be cold but. I was worried about either A, overheating, or B, carrying around a lot of sopping wet material that I didn't really need to carry with me. Now, the one thing that I noticed that you don't typically see when you watch a marathon, of course, people run it in plastic bags. And uh, one of the things that I that I was I noticed on the course, and then it was funny, you actually posted a picture of it on your Facebook page. Was the discarded ponchos? And yeah, it, that was just on one part of the course, right? And it really kind of disgusted me. Basically, on Hereford Street, everyone ditched their stuff uh. so they could run down Boylston and, and make a good picture. Uh. Yeah. And I thought, like, what better picture than to show you running in a plastic bag that you wore for 24 miles or yeah, 26 right. miles? Like, why take it off? It's part of the story. Yeah. Yet, yeah. yet they all chucked them off. And, and it was like a minefield. When I was running up Hereford, I didn't take that picture. I think that picture was a few hours after me, but it was bad enough when I went up there, and I literally was dodging stuff because I thought I was going to slip and fall. Right, and yeah. it was pretty. It was pretty br- brutal. It yeah. was, I, you know, and, and I always get annoyed. Now I, I, I know that you've done the New York City Marathon. I've done the New yep. York City Marathon. So what happens when you when you cross the bridge, of course, and everybody starts to get moving? You get to about the middle of the bridge. There's just like I think you post like throw it off to the side. Just, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you've got 40,000 people running in this thing. Just throw, yeah. <laughs> just take take a minute, put it off to the side where nobody's going to trip over it. Yeah, it was like, right, it's just like they dropped it where it was. And I, I was, it, that was the only thing about the day that, that I wasn't happy about. You know, you can't control the weather, but you can control where you toss something. Like, yeah, come on. For right. sure. So we got Boston under your belt. Congratulations on that. And that, I think I, I messaged you when we were talking back and forth. I think you should count that as two, but I'll leave that completely up to you. You're the math teacher in this conversation, <laughs> not us. I'd go for two. Yeah, <laughs> given the conditions. The next one's coming up in? Less than three weeks. I'm doing the Toronto Marathon, and that for me is is kind of special because it's my hometown. Okay. And All right. So, you know, I've got I've got a lot of friends that are going to come out and watch that I haven't some of them I haven't seen since high school. And wow. so I'm glad I did what I did in Boston because I actually ran fast enough to qualify for next year. So basically oh. the the next of these 11 marathons can all be just, you know, to finish and I can I can kind of, I don't want to say relax because you, right. you're not relaxing when you're running for 6 hours, but I, I don't have any pressure and so I'm really kind of excited but I've got Toronto, and then believe it or not, I'm going to be up in Vermont. Hey, doing, oh, all right, doing Vermont City on Memorial Day weekend. All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to. We'll, it sounds like we are too now. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't have told us that, John. I'm in. I'm in. I I hover over over the register button. Yeah. I've registered for two races on the same day on opposite coasts. And, it's a true. Oh, st- yeah, yeah. It's a true story. He doesn't pay attention. No, I get a little carried away. I get excited. You know, a little trigger happy. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. So let, let, let's get into this. So now you, you got into uh, in, endurance uh, athletics how many years ago? Uh, 2009, I did my first sprint triathlon. So this is my 10th year of racing coming up. Over those years... Of, uh, of doing all, all of these endurance events, you must have one story, one embarrassing moment that pops out for you. I've got a few of them, but I think the first one <laughs> yeah. probably is is my first go at Timberman. So this would have been my first year racing. I did the sprint race up in up in uh, Guilford there in, yeah. in, in, in August in 2009. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, his family had a place right on Lake Winnipesaukee, and they were going to be away for the weekend. So they told me I could use use their place to stay. So I got up there, and I had let myself. They told me where they hid the key. I let myself in the house. I was in the house. You know, everything was great. So the next morning, I get up to, to do this race, and it's about 3.30 in the morning, and I start loading my stuff in the car and I'm there in my triathlon, just in my shorts, nothing else. You know, it was really hot summer night and I'm, I take my first load of stuff out to my car and I turn around and I'd lock the door to the house. Oh. So here, here I am at like three thirty in the morning or whatever, just wearing shorts in total darkness, except for the lamp, you know, the light there. Yeah. And, and half of my gear is still in the house. <laughs> Um, and I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? And I ended up like in, in total pitch black darkness, r- walking around this house that I'd only got into yesterday, the day before for the first time. I found some window that was open a crack and climbed up on a log and pushed the window and managed to get. And I was just as I was climbing into this window, like ripping, you know, the hair off my stomach. I'm, expect- I'm expecting the neighbors to like flip on their light and say, what's this? strange little person doing trying to sneak into our neighbor's house (laughs) and luckily they never found me and they you know they didn't wake him up and i got into the house and by some miracle i managed to climb into the window and 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 get in and and get all my stuff and i got to the race obviously a little late but it was potentially a a disastrous kind of thing but but you know i i I would have been kind of like i would have been out of luck if i couldn't have got into that place so that was that that was fantastic and see the thing i like about that is the chafing started before the race ever the, the gun ever went off you, oh i know the it chafing just, started through the windowsill <laughs> but that's uh, like, you know it sounds like you should travel with us because that's yeah. the kind, that's the kind of stuff that happens to us you know we'll forget something like a front wheel or <laughs> yep. you know a bike shoe yeah one bike shoe <laughs> we've been on yeah, and i i'm i'm out of luck like if i you know all my bike is obviously a lot smaller than anyone else's and so i can't you know, right. I wouldn't be able to use anybody's gear. My, yeah. You know, yeah. I might be able to use a women's pair of shoes. I got small feet, but you know, a lot of that stuff is is just it's for me. And so, you know, I'm lucky I I got in and and whatever. But that was that was kind of a nutty a nutty yeah. night. Yeah, very true. Now let me ask you. You mentioned that 2009 was the first uh, triathlon sprint tri. Is that where you started doing triathlons, or did you start with like a five k? I actually did four sprint triathlons before I did my first standalone 5K. No kidding. Wow. I like your style. Yeah, I, right. I, and the reason being is, like, I'd always been told because of my dwarfism that I shouldn't run, and so I hadn't done any running, you know. Um, I'd always been a swimmer. That's kind of all I ever did. And, 
And so when I got into this thing, and I, I, my first race was actually an aqua bike. I just did the swim and the, the bike. And then and then three weeks later, I did my first sprint triathlon here in Salem, Mass. And then I think my next one was Timberman. And then I did one in, in kind of late September down in, in Douglas, Mass. And, and that was it. And then I did my first 5K in October, kind of right before Halloween. No kidding. And I thought, oh, this is kind of neat. I don't have to do any, like, no wetsuit, no bike shoes, no helmet. I can just show up and run. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it really breaks it down to minimalistic kind of stuff. It's like <laughs> shoes, you know? Yeah, it was pretty easy. Dieter and I are doing the uh, Vermont Grand Fondo at the end of uh, of June, and we keep talking about, well, we don't have to pack the wetsuit? Yeah. We'll, I like, leave the running gear at home? We should take it just in case we want to go for a run. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, know what to do unless yeah, I swim the, before When the Grand Fondo's over, you're going to want to go run 10 miles. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Make it a big brick day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, now let me ask you this. I know your race schedule is impressive to say the least mm-hmm. but currently you are boston was the beginning of your 12 and 12 yeah. challenge that you have set up for yourself tell us a little bit more about that well what happened was i, I did i did iron man maryland in 2016 and that was kind of a, a bit of a mess because the weather was bad and and so the swim was canceled the bike was shortened because of the flood and so i ended up it was you know a hundred mile bike ride followed by a marathon and then the marathon course flooded right and so i was literally running through you know, knee-deep water. At one point, it was waist-deep for me. So it was really, oh. you know, it was nuts. Kind of just a quick back story to Boston just this, you know, two days ago. I think that prepped me for running in the rain, no problem. Like, yeah. I was literally excited about running in rain on, on Monday. So, because <laughs> I knew I had the experience. I knew my feet could handle it. I wasn't sure. going to blister or anything. So I, I think that helped. But I I did that in 2016, and then I I did Ironman Maryland again in 2017. I did the it was a gorgeous day. The weather was perfect. I did the swim. Got pretty battered in the swim because they put us out in front, and and I just I basically got pummeled by a lot of swimmers, but managed to finish the swim, finish the bike, got onto the run, and it was about 10 o'clock at night, and I I was at mile 16 of the run, and I just something inside of my head just said stop, and it wasn't. You know, I just, I, I was not enjoying it. I was feeling a little dizzy. And I just said, this isn't, you don't need to do anything. You don't need to prove anything. You're finished. Smart. So I pulled out of the race. And about a day or two later, I said, okay, like, do I have, do I gear up now and go at Iron Man again? Or do I try and find something different? And just something inside of me said, you need a different goal for 2018 or whatever. You just need to try something different. And I reflected back to a friend of mine, Becca Peasy, who's done, She's done the 777 challenge, which is seven marathons on seven continents in seven days. Now, I know there's just, I have no desire to do that. So right. that, that wasn't something I could do. But I thought, what about, what about running? Like, you know, the, the running part is the part about triathlon that we were told, you know, being the person with dwarfism that I should never run. So I've already done, you know, 10 marathons. I, I, can't, I don't have to prove anything with that. So what could I do? And all of a sudden, I just thought, what about a marathon a month? And when I told my wife, she just shook her head and literally just left the room. Yeah. Like, it was like, what the heck are you thinking? I think, I think we're married to the same woman. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I have one at home too. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think part of it, you know, she's very practical. It's like, okay, this is going to cost money. Mm-hmm. And how are we going to do this? And, you know, so we talked a little bit about that. And, and then I just said, well, I'm going to try and do races around here. But I thought to myself, this is my new goal. And, and it just it immediately energized me. And I immediately thought, okay, this is what I can focus on. And living here north of Boston and, and running the Boston Marathon, I said, okay, if I start this year with the Boston Marathon on April 16th, 
Next year, the marathon is April 15th, and so I can make it by one day. So that's going to give me two Boston marathons, and then i got to find 10 more races to do in the middle. Right. And I've managed to like look at my work schedule and, and being a high school teacher. you know, I've tried to pick races that are on long weekends, mm-hmm. uh, do a few in the summer, and, and I think I got it. And so I've got, you know, I've got 12 races picked. 11 of them are confirmed, and okay. I'm going to leave one of them kind of in limbo just based on how I feel later on in the in the summer and see what happens but but yeah I've got 12 races to do so you 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 finished but clearly Boston is I guess is is the black tie event for marathons yeah um so like on on your schedule of the ones you have confirmed what's the next one I mean let's remove Toronto because it's hometown stuff so yep um what would be the what would be the next marathon you're really looking forward to doing well I'm doing New York. And, and New York's exciting. I've done it three times. And so that's, I think the one that I'm most excited about in terms of something different is in March, I'm going to do rock and roll Washington, D.C. Oh, and, wow. And I'm, yeah. ex- I'm excited about that because we're, it's, it's perfect timing because it's during March when I have a two-week March break from, from school. My son will be a sophomore in high school, and so he can come along. And we're gonna—my wife's gonna come, and you know, hopefully, book a vacation time. And and we're gonna basically do a holiday in D.C. and see the museums, and then kind of smack right in the middle of the holiday. I'm gonna run the marathon on on that middle weekend. Of and I think I think as far as a family, that I think I'm most excited about that one. That, that's usually what we do. We, we we book these things under the guise of, hey, we'll take a nice vacation, we'll go, and then right on Sunday, I'm going to screw the whole thing up by doing an Ironman or doing a marathon. Yeah. So I'm going to just make yeah, myself It doesn't suffer. always work out well. My wife always, you know, she's just like, that really wasn't much of a vacation. Like, we right. just kind of, you know, you said you're going to run it on Sunday, but you also didn't include, you got to do this little thing on Friday to prepare, and then Saturday, you got to lay down and do nothing, and, you know, so Oh, yeah. She's pretty smart. She's figured out my the game, and so she's also learned that she can just you know she can do what she wants to do, and 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 we'll see how it goes. But that that's the one I'm kind of most excited about in terms of family. All right, good. Well, yeah, got, anytime you can bring your family with you, it's well, always absolutely. a good time. You know, and I can tell you, I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, a lot of people that meet me say, "Wow, your wife must be a saint," and mm-hmm. <laughs> for different reasons, I would say your wife. Must be a saint. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they think my wife has a lot to put up with at home, and they are And correct. she does. Yeah. That would, uh, okay. that would be a completely <laughs> correct and factual statement. <laughs> they wonder how she can stand me. But having watched your race schedule yeah. and everything on Facebook, that would I not have fly. to say that would not she fly my house. is amazing. Because the number of races that you participate in, I think supportive doesn't do it justice. You know, and your son as well. You know, I think having the family behind you is crucial. I mean, Fish and I have talked about this before in one of our last podcasts, um, preparing for Ironman Arizona. You know, I was really starting to have some mixed feelings because of the amount of training time that it took me away from the kids. I was having mixed feelings about that. I mean, as we speak, John, we've got his kids stuffed out in my office (laughs) <laughs> with their faces pressed in of iPads. <laughs> yeah, or they're disassembling something, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, your family has got to be absolutely amazing. You know, I mean, patient on one hand, supportive beyond belief on the other, and, you know, proud. I mean... I, I it's It's been, you know, my wife was the person that encouraged me to kind of get to the doctor back in 2006 when I was 
you know, diagnosed with severe sleep apnea. And so she saved my life. And so part of her, like she says, she kind of says, oh, this is all my fault. If I didn't do that, you wouldn't be racing. <laughs> but then she also says, "You well, you also might be dead. Like that's obviously that's the leading reason that she did it. But but yeah, she's she's more than supportive. And but she also I think she also understands the bigger picture behind all of this in terms of like an average size runner says to me, hey, you're an inspiration. You know, I I I like that and I appreciate it, but but it doesn't mean as much to me. And, I, and I'm not trying to like put it put it down or anything, but it doesn't mean me nearly as much as me as when I get a letter from the parent of somebody with dwarfism who says like you're showing my son that he can do anything. You know, he's got kids at school that pick on him because he's short, or he's got a PE teacher who says you know you can't participate in this sport because you're short. And then we show that teacher a video of you doing an Ironman. And the teacher goes, oh, maybe I have to kind of change my view. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and that, you know, my wife, I think, supports me 100% in that part of our mission. And I think that's where she, you know, she totally understands kind of what's going on. Now, I've convinced her, and I'm not, I don't think I'm lying. I've convinced her that. <laughs> I don't think my, you are my, either. I don't even need to hear it, but I don't think you're lying. Yes. Yeah. I've convinced her that my training for marathons is not going to be nearly as arduous as an Ironman. Like I'm not, I'm not disappearing on a Saturday for seven hours. Yeah. Like, you True. know, so that's that's what happened most of last year and the year before. Yeah. You know, my long runs are at most going to be, especially once I get into the swing of things, and I've done a few more marathons, the longest run I'm ever going to do is maybe close to two hours. And right. so, you know, that part of it's good. I, I also like getting up early in the morning, and I don't mind leaving even before the sun has come up and, and get a, a good run done. So, See, now you know, I know you're it, brave because you live in Salem, and you're running in the dark <laughs> yep. In Salem. I know there's, vamp there's vampires everywhere. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> Witches. <laughs> They're all over the place. I, I know that area. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, oh, boy. <laughs> I, first of all, you will never meet two bigger cowards than me and Peter in, in open water swims, running at night. Oh. <laughs> we're, two, we're both we're both six-foot guys. I've jumped into pounds. his arms before. I thought I heard something. <laughs> I'm deaf. I thought I heard something in the woods. He caught me. I jumped into his arms and shrieked. And it was. <laughs> you know, we've hugged in wetsuits before because I got hit by a stick. And some guy was like, what do you two do? Two guys in black rubber suits hugging in the middle of a river. And it, it was completely yep. normal. It, it's not made up. So it's you, a true story. Are you the guys that kind of go to the race reports and ask if there's any seaweed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are. That's us. We are. You know, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm to the point now I could see a shark and I'd be okay. But I, if I kick a plastic bag and I think it's a shark, I'd have a heart attack. Have you, have you ever? <laughs> Have you ever gone up to, uh, what is it, the uh, Tupper Lake and done that half up there? I, I have not. All right. So when you get when you get out there now, they don't tell you this when you get into the water, but where you swim is basically where a town used to be and they flooded it. So oh. when you get out towards the middle, it clearly is the hilly part of the water and you can literally see structures and your hand hits things. And it just, so I'm in the middle of this triathlon screaming like... Like a like a twelve year old girl. Right. I can't even. That doesn't yeah. even do justice to a twelve year old girl. No, you're swimming. You're swimming over a ghost town that's yeah. been flooded, and <laughs> it's kind of creepy. I have the inside of my goggles spray painted black. Okay, I just know where to go because I just tickle people's feet and I follow them. I don't okay. want to see what's under the water. I don't want to know. All right, so let, let me get in, let, let me get into this uh, with you for a second, John. Um, your absolute proudest moment in a triathlon. What would that be? Um, I think. Hmm. I think crossing the finish line at Ironman Maryland in 2016. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I, I still remember 
you know, with a it was you know it rained on and off all through the run, like pouring rain, just like just like Boston, but it wasn't cold. You know, it was it was the weather was the temperature was okay, but I remember you know my coach was there, Brian Hammond, and he he stopped me with about a mile and a half to go to the finish line, and he just said, "You will never have another first time Ironman finish." So he said, "Just soak this in and realize you know that this is it." And so I remember kind of running along and. And I kind of I went up the road where the turnaround was, and then I had probably a maybe about a quarter of a mile to go to the finish line. And it was you know it was dark. It was about 10:30 at night, and I'm running down the road, and I remember yelling really loudly, "Look at me now! Look at me now!" And I was basically screaming at every person that ever kind of in my life like made fun of me about being short or mm-hmm. said I couldn't do something or called me the the you know the M word midget or whatever. I basically was throwing it in every one of their faces. And then, you know, I went towards the finisher shoot and the bright lights were in my face. And as soon as I kind of passed the spotlights, they're standing at the finish line where my wife and son with my son holding my finisher medal. Nice. And, yep. you know, I crossed the finish line, gave him a huge hug and he put the medal around my neck and hugged my wife. And, and, you know, basically that was, that was it. Like that, that was the moment. Yeah. And, you know, people will say, Oh, it wasn't a full iron man. You didn't do the swim. Mm. And I, I really, you know, yeah, I don't have a tattoo that says 140.6 and that's fine. And I didn't complete 140.6, but I completed the iron man that I had to do that day. Yes. And yeah. I did it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You're not going to get an argument here. No, nope. not going to get, yep. I have seen the, uh, I've seen the photo of you crossing the finish line. I've seen the video of you crossing the finish line. We and, stalk and, you, John. That's yeah, basically uh, what we do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, everybody needs a hobby. But I, yep. I, I've seen the, the finish line photo. I've seen the video of you crossing the finish line and running up to your wife and your son and one of the most powerful yep. that I've seen. Just the expression, just from the still photo, as you cross the finish line, yep. just that pure release and yep. yeah, those are moments that uh, that you you replay for the the rest of your life. Absolutely, absolutely. And the one forty point six thing, I got news for you. It means nothing. The people that bring that up are the people that nobody listens to anyway. Than mm-hmm. I am, than you are, than fishes. Well, I don't know why fishes in. I don't yeah, know why no, fish does half the stuff. To be honest with you, but whatever had, race I do, I walk away with a good scar. <laughs> it's better. It's my true. Mouth. I don't understand how he does it. I mean, he can play chess and still walk away bleeding. But <laughs> okay, it's it, it's it's amazing. But I mean, I've had good races. I've had bad races. I've never had a DNF. And this past summer, I had a DNF. And looking back on it, that's one of my uh, favorite races. Just just because of the conversation that I was able to have with my sons afterwards. And yep. I did not finish. Kemp, my oldest, said, what do you want, another medal? You got a wall full of medals. Big deal. Yep. We're just happy that you're okay and everything yep. else. And they get it. And that's yeah. what it's all about. Whether it's 140.6 or not. And you you train for it, game. and there's nobody that can take that away from you. No. Absolutely nope. not. No. And, all and, the, no, the, the race is done well in advance, okay? By, by race day – You've put in more miles than anybody can imagine. And for anybody yep. to try to take that away from you, then you know what? I got no time for them. Yep. I, I think with me, it's it's also like I, I think the only time that you're a failure is when you don't try. Right. Right. So That's it. Like even getting to the you know, training, getting the starting line, not even being able to start. At least you train to get there. If, if something went wrong, if you know something didn't work out, 
okay, learn from it, come back, do something else, whatever. Right. But but in my mind, that's the only time that you don't fail is if you say, no, I'm not going to do that. Right, exactly. So now, do you have any triathlons on the books for this year? Or? I, 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 I do. I have two, okay. and, and it's only for very specific reasons. I'm going to do the New York City Tri on July 1st, and the only reason is because I've done it the last, like, seven years, so okay. like I want to keep going. I, wanna, I don't want to break that streak. It's the race that I've done every year since, I think, 2010. Okay. So I want to do that. And then uh, also um, um, I want to do um, the Pumpkin Man, Half Iron Man on September 9th. Uh, I'm only going to do the Aqua Bike just because I've got, you know, I, I've – I've got a marathon a week before, oh, so yeah. you know I'm, uh, I think a, a nice 1.2 mile swim and a 56 mile bike ride might be a nice workout for the week after. Yeah, yeah. good way to shake um, it out. Yeah, yeah. but First, but again, I, I want to do that race because I've done that a num like I've I've been involved in that one now for I believe five or six years. Um, I always like to go up on the Saturday and help volunteer at the sprint. Well, that's fantastic. And then I, I like to be involved in the half on the Sunday. So um, it's a great race. You know, I, I'd like to do Patriot as well. It's another race I've been involved in, but I, um, at beginning of June, but that just that doesn't work out because it's well, it's actually Father's Day weekend, and it's kind of there's other stuff involved. But that's another local race that I I like to stay involved in. But mm-hmm. but I like I said, I'm going to do the New York City Try and the Pumpkin Man. Okay, so, well, right. you know, Fish is a Fish is a New York City boy, so oh, nice. we might be mm-hmm. able to talk him into that. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that that involves New York City River water. Uh, yeah. Not interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I had probably my scariest swim there back in, I think it was my third year doing it. Because what happens is you go to transition and you drop everything and then you walk a mile up the river with your wetsuit and then you swim down river and come back to your bike. And so it's a nice, easy swim in terms of the fact that it's with the current. They always time it so that the tide is going out. Right. So it's a really fast swim. But as we're walking up the river, I'm looking over the railing there along the boardwalk and all I can see all the way up the river are dead fish. <laughs> that's a good sign. Yeah. That's not, and what could go literally, <laughs> literally, it was the fastest swim ever because every time I touched a fish, which happened a lot, I was like screaming. <laughs> see, that's our kind we're, of swimming. We got we to gotta swim together. We're, we'll take you up here. We'll go up the South Pond. We have loons attacking yeah. us on oh, the swims. Don't get me started on those birds. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, that's funny. I, I give you, you know, you deserve a medal for getting in New York City water. Yeah, that, but, that's, that should just be a medal on its own. I know. Hey. Well, we've thought about that. I mean, that's been hot in, I mean, oh. the, the New York City Marathon, they've had some incredible uh, issues with heat. And I mean, it's a concrete jungle to begin with. I mean, you're on, yeah, the, yeah. You're on so, the West Side yeah. Highway, and there's oh. just, a, how much shade is on the West Side Highway? None. None. Zero. Yeah. yeah. The only time is when you go under the bridge by the um, George Washington Bridge, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. That's right. about it. <laughs> I know. I know. So now your son Owen, uh, Owen. Yep. how's he? Uh, does uh, he have a spark in his eye anywhere? I know you've run together. Uh, I don't. Uh, I can't remember uh, who won, whether it was you or him. Uh, you no, know, he's he's beaten me every time since he was probably about ten. He's a pretty he. He did a triathlon quite a few years ago, like a kid's triathlon. He was actually still riding a bike with training wheels. No kidding. Um, he did a kid's <laughs> mini triathlon, and he absolutely loved it, but he said he didn't want to do another one. Like, he did it, yep. and he you know, he, he didn't cry. He didn't give up. Good you know, other him. kids were, you know, not too happy about it, but he smiled, and he ran his heart out. He did a great job, uh, but he kind of he, he got the, the running bug once he got into middle school, and so 
I think his first year at middle school, he did track. And then the next year or two, he, he also did cross country and track. And now he's at Pingree uh, as a freshman with me at the school where I teach. He did cross country in the fall and, and did really well. And, awesome. and now he's on the track team and he's a distance runner. He likes to do the one and the two mile. Fantastic. And, and he's great. He, He's a really good runner. He he kind of starts out slow and just builds up right to the end, and and he usually does his last lap as fast as he can, and he's he's got a good a finishing kick. Good All for right. him. Yeah. Good for him. All right. So hey, um, Jack, we'll let you go. We, we've 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 taken a lot of your time here. We really appreciate you jumping on the pod with us, and um, maybe we'll catch you uh, up here when you come up to Vermont. There's no doubt about I, it. I would love that. We're gonna get you up here one way or the other. Even if we got to come kidnap you. I mean, we've done it. <laughs> We've, I'm neither confirm nor deny any kind of. <laughs> we have yeah. we have we have a van for yeah. it. It's uh, it's safe as, as long as as long as Ben and Jerry's ice cream is involved. Oh. I'm sure I'll be happy. That's yeah, what, that's our bait. <laughs> <laughs> it's Excellent. not it's not quite Uber, but yeah, you know it, 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 it works. Close. It works better. Yeah, we're go, we're gonna set up our own uh, the Mud Duck uh, training camp, and you know you still have your Mud Duck jersey, yes. Oh, yeah. All, All right. right. <laughs> That's what I need to hear. Okay, because you're a mud duck through and through. All right. We're, we're proud to have you. All right. Okay. John, thank you so much again for jumping on the pod with us. And uh, good luck in your 12 and 12, 12 in 12. We'll be uh, definitely tracking you and we'll definitely catch up with you, at least for the Mont- Vermont City Marathon. Absolutely. If not more. We'll come run <laughs> with you. guys. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Mud ducks forever. Mud Here ducks. That a boy. All right, we want to thank John Young for being on the program. Great interview, great guy. Oh, fantastic guy! You know, I don't care what he says; he is an inspiration. He absolutely. Anybody, absolutely. I mean, it's not because it's not because of his dwarfism. It's just because you know, a marathon a month, right, is no joke. Is no joke. I hate running. I mean, so. and it, his his uh, resume speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, the man has done and we, we were that for, and more. That's our first interview. Yeah, that we did here in uh, at the Mud Ducks from the. Uh, from the studio here, so yeah, world headquarters. Look at that, MDHQ. All, right. All right, so listen, uh, don't forget, uh, you can subscribe uh, on the iTunes so that uh, your little intelligent type device there tells you uh, when when things are released. We're on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and of course, always at the website. Yeah, mudducks dot com. Yep, m u d d u x dot com. All right, man. Peace out. We are the mud ducks, we swim, we bite, we run. We are triathlon junkies, we'll forget, forget. We're the mud ducks, we are the mud ducks. This is our podcast. And of course, it's all at mudducks.com. Thank you. Thank you very much.